Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Grumpy Greek, Alex Arion. The Grumpy Greek is back. Joined as always, I was just about to say joined as always for my beautiful wife, but by my beautiful wife, the beautiful, lovely, gorgeous. Confused looking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all confused now. Wow. Yeah, you confused me for a moment there. I'm like, what? This, this is what happens when I try to change it up a little bit. All right. Anyway. It's okay. <laughs> Joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Hi. Hi. How's that? A little better? A little better. All right. I'm not going to edit that either. I'm just going to leave that in. See, I mess up all the time. We are human. We make <laughs> mistakes. We make plenty yes. of them. Oh, every day. I'm sure we make enough Multiple. for others. <laughs> Probably. Probably. But it's okay. That's uh, part of the fun, right? Yeah, we learn from it. Sure. Sometimes. So, uh, yeah. Except when it comes to introductions. Right. And closing the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, do you want to get plugs and stuff out of the way now? And then we'll get into the sure, show. Sure, we'll, yes. We'll, I, we've been kind of doing that lately. So uh, why don't you go ahead and, and plug your social media and where people can find you and your various offerings yes you can find me on twitter at underscore monique giselle underscore and that's one l with giselle and i have a website tarot by monique.com and you can buy organite there you can get tarot oracle readings you can get my homemade candles made with beeswax I make incense. I do lots of awesome things. You can buy it there. You can also go to my Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique. But I'm trying to get everyone to go to the website. I now take credit cards and PayPal. So we got that going. And (laughs) I have a a website coming for my hypnotherapy business. And that will be ready in August. Beautiful. Yes. How about you? How can people find you? Uh, There's Twitter at the Alex Arion. And alexarionfitness.com. And yeah, you find me on Twitter. I'm barely ever on there anymore, but uh, once in a while I'll be lurking on there. There you go. And where can people find us on social media, podcast wise? At Homewrecker Pod. And we also have a website, homewreckerpodcast.com. And of course, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And, and like, uh, like follow, gives you an option. share, yeah, all that good stuff. And we appreciate it. find us on YouTube and Brideon. I stopped doing Odyssey. Okay. Yeah, so no more, like nobody no was really Odyssey. viewing on there. So I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. Fair enough. Yep. So YouTube and Brideon. So there you go. subscribe, back to follow, the, like. Back to the original. Back to the basics. The original two yeah. that we were doing. Cool. All right. We have backup options if we need them. 
Yeah. Like right now, just keeping yeah. it simple. There, there you have it. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Before we talk about our with, topic. With the plugs out of the way. Yeah. Is there uh, anything else going on with you that you want to share? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I have stuff, but I don't want to talk about it yet. So oh, I'll hold right. off. Cool. And, and you? Is there anything you want to discuss? Uh, there's a lot of things I want to discuss. Oh, do tell. There's a lot of things. Oh, go on. Unfortunately, they get me kicked off or they get us kicked off of every platform and you never hear oh. from us again. Okay. There's a lot of stuff I'd like to say. I'd like to talk about. And well, oh, actually, believe it or not, probably not what most people would think because it's not what everybody else talks about. Those are not the kind of things I want to discuss, but maybe, maybe, maybe you and I will have a discussion off air sometime about some of these things. Why don't we just talk about it and record it and maybe <coughs> just release <coughs> it yeah, as like a bonus episode, <laughs> a bonus hidden episode, a private bonus hidden no, episode. There'll be, there'll be no, uh, show notes associated with it. Just here's an episode. If you like it, great. If not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Just, uh, stuff that uh peeves me off like grinds your gears really, yeah it gets me going makes me grumpy makes me the grumpy greek oh and we don't mm. like when the greek is grumpy uh-uh no, it's no fun so especially it's not fun for me i don't like being grumpy no it's not fun for me uh, either <laughs> i try not to be that well, actually, sometimes it is fun for me because I just laugh at you. you. Yeah, you tend to just kind of... I'm like, I, what's your problem? Yeah, you tend to get me back in a good mood pretty quick, thankfully. So that's I put you thing. back in your place. Yeah, you do. You I'm do. I'm going to fluff your aura. My <laughs> well, well, yeah, but that's just it. Like, uh, just some of the, just some stuff. And uh, I, I actually kind of, I, I get a little disappointed in myself that I allow it to bother me as much as it, as I, as I do sometimes, but... Eh, what are you going to do? So, no, uh, aside from me uh, uh, me wanting to talk about a, a million things that now unfortunately would get me in some kind of trouble, and I'm kind of rolling my eyes as I say that because, really, what what are people going to do? Say, oh, you suck. I'm going to get canceled, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I whatever. I guess the, the question that stuff, is, though. That stuff doesn't bother me. No, sorry, not to cut you off. It's not, it's not that. I'm not afraid to be canceled or any of that nonsense. I don't care. Because you know, just as well as I do, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I really don't. Yeah. If you like me, that's awesome. If you don't like me, that's awesome, too. I've never lived my life for other people's approval, ever. But it's just the fact that if I were to say something now, that someone somewhere, for whatever reason, at 5.30 on a Friday decides is, is not okay, it eliminates our entire platform. And that's and that's what bothers me. Kind of like how like we got shadow banned. Our, our episode got uh, a banned last week for we don't know what reason. We were never given any reason. Like we did some editing and like 24 hours later it came it, back. It, right. So and, it must have been something was, we typed in the algorithms. Yeah. But, but just those those type of things. I don't know. I look at it like who cares? Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I just my question is, though, the things you want to talk about, it sounds like you want to vent. But is it really worth your time venting or is it just better to put your energy in something more positive and move forward? Uh, I, I suppose uh, that'd be probably the more constructive thing to do. Mm -hmm. 
I get it. Like I'm a venter. I need to vent. I need to get it out and then I can move on. Yeah. But it's just, I, I tell you, it's just, it's that kind of stuff that really, as you said, grinds my gears. Yeah. But maybe it's the, the whole, you are no longer now in our society. If that's what you want to call it, you're no longer allowed to have free speech and free expression about anything. And that's, to me, that's very troubling. That's okay, all. You, you say that, but I look at it like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And whatever happens, happens. Okay, Nobody can on, take it away from on you. On an online platform. Then you find another way to get the word out. That's, that's all. I, I get it. I just feel like, do what you're going to do if you have to keep making account after account. But I don't know. Just don't live in fear. Because it's like... People can tell you what you can and can't do. And it's on you to say like, no, that's wrong. Fuck you and do your thing. Like there's things like don't murder people. Okay, that's a pretty good rule. But like don't speak your mind because somebody might get upset by what you think or what you have to say because it's different. No, that's stupid. I'm going to say what I want. Yeah. And it's not like we're saying hateful things. It's just alternative thinking, so to say. Uh, But... I don't know. Don't let it stop you. Remember. Nope. Nothing's letting. I'm not letting anything stop. I know, but I'm telling like. I'm not. And and like our hearers and watchers, like, do your thing. If you're being a good person and you're not hurting anyone and you're speaking your mind, just speak your mind. And if they silence you, if they shut you down, just keep coming back. That's all. There you have it. Don't give up. There you have it. And, And and that's and like I said before, when I said uh that and my voice is starting to go on me again always as i start to talk on this podcast what is going a little emotional a little flippant remember the was it not 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 the church lady um michael myers (laughs) on saturday night live linda was it linda cushman coffee talk no idea linda linda something but saturday night live mike Mike myers i don't remember ever watching that at that time oh I always watched it when I was younger. Uh, no, I, no, I wasn't getting emotional at all. It was my voice. No, I was just messing with you. Oh. I was having some okay, fun. Fair enough. I, I mean, if you want, I can try to turn on some tears. I don't. They wouldn't be genuine though. But no, when I was saying that I that I'm a little disappointed that I allow these things to still get to me, I mean that because, and I said that because I have, as you know, been trying to be more spiritual and more. You know, trying to let those kind of things go and not let them, you know, take my energy. It was, it's just, it's, it was difficult because I, I viewed what happened a, a couple of weeks ago as, even though it wasn't like a personal attack, that's kind of how I took it as a personal thing. Like, you're going to mess with our show, like with my show. Like, with, with, I didn't say anything. You took it personal. Like, I, I, I did almost, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I, I took it almost personally. Like, what, how fucking dare you? Like, do you know who, what the fuck, who you're talking to? Do you know who the fuck I am? Do you know who the fuck, fuck I am? I am? Do you, like, like, I'm anybody. But that's, but that's kind of how I took it, you know? Like, See, who, I was like, who were you messing with? Oh, challenge accepted. Come on, <laughs> let's play. But you know, but, but you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we obviously we put a lot of effort into the show we and a lot of time and everything yeah. into doing everything and getting it out there and so i just took it as a how how fucking dare you fuck with me see <laughs> like, i look at it like dare you everything happens for a so. reason it is what it is and sometimes as 
frustrating as it is and sucky as it is, you just got to keep moving forward and not allow it to frustrate you because then that wins. That en- that yeah. negative energy wins. No, and that is yeah, and that's that's why I said I, I I'm a little disappointed in myself that I did that, but I think it's okay to express that. Oh yeah, because you're I frustrated. Mean, yeah, I, I'm just I'm frustrated. Uh, still a little frustrated about it, but definitely. And and it's it's been what two weeks now, and I'm still like. Ugh. When I think about it, but it, definitely getting better and and trying to just kind of let it go, let, let it be. It <laughs> let it so go, anyway, let enough it about go. that. I don't even know how we got on this tangent now. I've I've completely forgotten. What do you want to talk about? I asked. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I guess that that was kind of it. I suppose. So today we're going to talk about missing four one one. But anyway, but moving first, on. Before we talk about that. We forgot to mention this after oh, it happened. Well, we, this actually uh, fits in perfectly with missing four one one. This yeah, is, you it, could it, say it that. could tie in. Possibly. It could maybe something weird happened at our house. Yes, and so I don't know if it, it would you say it was at our house or outside. It of was our house? outside of our house. I went outside to go check the mail. Or did I? No, no, no. I I was inside. We, I we felt both, it and we I both, heard it. We were both inside. Yes. we had our front door open. And I, we were in the up. living room. Yeah, yeah we, we had the screen. screen. We had, yeah, we had the screen door open and everything. And you could hear all of a sudden, oh, you go ahead and, and... I felt this super low vibration. It was a wicked low vibrational energy and it was really dense. And it was like, just, it was like, I felt it. And you could hear like this weird sound. And how would you describe it? Okay, so I didn't feel anything, but I... Uh, it it, uh, it sounded. I'm it trying almost, to think of a, a good way to describe it. Th- this is awful now because anybody listens like just fucking spit it out, guy. But it it was almost like everything. Uh, like we don't live near a highway, but if you've I mean, ever been uh, like, like a walked, couple miles down, maybe uh, it's like yeah, two miles down the road is a highway, but we don't live like right, right by a highway or anything. We actually have nothing but we have a, a a cemetery across the street from our house. It's it's a and there are woods. It's a, yeah, it's like a probably about a half acre of woods, and then it turns into a cemetery. So there's no houses, there's no yards, nothing like that right in front of us. And there, it's all we just trees. have yeah, and we just have houses on either side of us and and a house behind us. But it, it was the the, the it, it almost sounded like all the birds went silent. There was no birds, mm-hmm. and there's. Fireworks or gunshots, wow, we don't that know. Was, that was really, I don't know if that could picked up yeah. on the mic or not, but that was loud. Uh, there, there's always birds chirping and, and you can always hear, you know, nature and stuff. Because like, we have, like we said, lots of trees. Mm-hmm. And especially this this year, for whatever reason, it seems like the birds have been like yeah. tons of birds. But there was no sounds of birds all of a sudden. It just got really quiet. And then it sounded almost like you could hear cars like driving and so and, and it sounded like it was i don't know how to describe at it first i'm like it's, is that a plane flying overhead but it didn't quite sound were, like a plane but it was almost like in an echo chamber sort of that's it was a good like way of really it. it was weird because it's like it i think that Jeez. that gunshots that sounded like gun. that sounded like a gunshot Okay, so this is what happens when you live in the city. We play the game more frequently. Gunshots or fireworks. Those sounded more like gunshots. Anyway, so it, it's like 
it was like this weird sound. Yeah, almost like an echo chamber, but it was like all of a sudden, like you have this weird it, echoey it, kind of sound. It almost sounded but like, like as if the highway was right like on you, our street. Right. It almost sounded like um traffic sounds were uh uh how can I say this? Almost like the traffic was being microphoned and uh, the speaker was pointed right at us. Like right at us. But it was almost it was like, weird. it was weird because it was like, that was super loud and clear, but everything, everything else, else was, was really silent. Muscle. Like it, it was, was silent, it was like, but like, like it was, it was like a, almost like. There was no other ambient Maybe like or vacuum or, chamber. Is that what I'm trying to like think that, of? Like a vacuum chamber. Yeah, it's hard it to. It was weird, but hard also. To and I'm out there and I'm like. Something does not it feel felt, right. That I, I did. I felt like something was off, but I can't. I, I'm not like you, where I can feel like energies and stuff like. That. But it, it something just it just felt off, and it just felt really weird out there. And it was it was almost like yeah, like we were in like a vacuum or something, and and all outside sound except for the highway. The highway, which like I said, is miles down the road, yeah. was like really loud. And it, it, was like, it was so weird. And I'm like, how would that happen? Why is that the only thing I'm hearing? Yeah. And like, there was nothing else. And like, no cars went by. Yeah, it was no cars so were weird. Going like, by, I'm nothing. out on yeah. my porch and I just remember feeling like, this isn't right. Something is off. Something is wrong. And I'm like, was, is there like some weird jet flying overhead? Cause we have an airport nearby. And I'm like, and we have like um, a military airport in New Hampshire. And I'm like, are they doing some kind of experiment or something with jets? But I'm looking, I don't see anything in the sky. Yeah, it was nothing. It was so bizarre. It was crazy. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, it lasted for like two, three minutes. Yeah, it was a few minutes. It, it felt really long. I'd say five minutes the most, but probably like three minutes. It was probably three, yeah, three at the most, I'd say. But like, like two, from the minutes. moment we picked up on it, Went outside checking out. Yeah, about three minutes. Yeah. Um, it, it was, was. It was like it, it was concerning enough, and everything. It's very loud. That sorry. Is sorry about the pause, but yeah, I can't tell if that's a gun or fireworks. But it's really. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the universe doesn't want us sharing the story. <laughs> oh, yeah, something. Yeah, right. But uh, it, it was everything. Like we we made like our little ones wanted to come outside with us on the front porch and I was we were like, like no no no, no, no go no. inside yeah. go inside yeah. cuz we didn't know what was going on and, and it just felt off and it was weird because like i felt it in the house but then once i went outside it was even more so cuz i have like i have lots of shungite in the house i have my organite i have like all this stuff and going outside it it just it was more intense but it just that's when it really started feeling like something's wrong so it was weird. It was bizarre. It wasn't scary. It was like maybe kind of creepy. In it the just sense felt of like weird. Yeah. yeah, it just, it felt really, really weird. And that like, I was like looking things up, like anyone well, else experienced this? Yeah. Well, I mean, a after that ended, after that, the, the, the amplified sounds mm -hmm. uh, of highway noise, I guess is the best way to describe it. After that went away, all of a sudden... All the birds, you could hear everything. Everything again. it stopped and the vibration stopped. That energy so stopped weird. and then back to normal, like yeah. boom. It was very strange. Birds started chirping. All of a sudden, you hear like normal sounds. Yeah. The wind blowing because, yeah. like with trees, the wind blows and it was like nothing. Yeah, yeah it was really strange. Yeah. So that happened. What? What would you say? It was about a month ago. Yeah, about a month ago. And yeah, it's something we kept meaning to mention, just kept forgetting. And we just forgot. 
But yeah, we, we talked about it earlier this week. I was like, we had to mention that because that was weird. We should probably get that out there just in case somebody has else this has happened experienced to anybody else? anything sort of kind of like this. Yeah, it was weird. Very strange. Yeah. But it also kind of ties into, like you said, we're talking about missing 411 today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I as you're holding up the book, we're going to be doing cases from a sobering coincidence. Yes, Missing 411. And again, it's David Politis is the author. And we've done several shows on Missing 411 with Missing 411 cases in the mm-hmm. past. And they always seem to be pretty well received. This is a this is a thing, a topic that I, I guess it's, it's gathered a lot of attention for sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, as we've said in the past, like I've been following it for years and... I remember when I first ex- mentioned it to you, you were kind of, you were perplexed by it and fascinated by it as well. well. Yeah, because we want to figure it out. What's yeah, going on Yeah, it's one of those things here. like, what the hell's happening? Yeah. Like, you don't want it to happen to you. You don't want right, it to happen to somebody you care about. You don't want it to happen to anybody. And it's one of those things where it's like, we all got to work together and figure this out. Now, this book we're going to go over, Sobering Coincidence, this one focuses a lot on like college students, people who maybe have been drinking. But yet some of these things are very bizarre. They follow that missing 411 pattern, which which is what? Do you remember so, some of the things yes. we'll mention for anybody that maybe is not familiar? Mm-hmm. Real quick, we'll just run down a couple of the things that, that will qualify a case to fall into a missing 411 mm-hmm. distinction, categorization, yeah. if you will. So one thing is there's often a weather event that happens right after the person disappears, which can make it very difficult to find to go search for them after. It could be a snowstorm. It could be like lots of rain, um, like really like bad weather happens. Yeah, it makes it difficult to track the person down if search and rescue teams are bringing in dogs or or even just, you know, people and trying to track mm-hmm. makes it very difficult. So And speaking event. of dogs... A lot of times you'll, they'll have canines search an area and they'll have like people do like whole grid searching and there's nothing. And then that is where the person turns up somewhere that's already been searched at least once or many times and search with canines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is uh, definitely interesting. Uh, near water. A, near water. A lot of times mm-hmm. uh, somebody will go missing near water mm-hmm. or be found near a, a water, usually yeah. a stream or, or lake. Yeah, pond, river, swamp. Yes, Um, water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually like sometimes like in a lot of cases where they're found, it doesn't make any sense. For example, people are found like uphill instead of downhill. They're found in really difficult places like in trees. How did they get up there? It doesn't really make any sense how they got there. There's stories of like kids who go missing and you'd think the easiest way is going down a mountain and they go, they're like going up it, Yeah, which is weird. It's more difficult. Um, Small children being found miles away, like miles and miles away. Missing clothes. Missing clothes. Articles of clothes missing. And um, And, and especially in like colder temperatures, almost as if the person is disrobing. Why would they be disrobing if it's so cold out? Mm -hmm. Is it it because they, I mean, there's a million different theories. Uh, Is it because they're just hysterical? They're, they've, 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 you know, who knows? So it's very, very strange. And, and uh, also another thing, a lot of, not always, but uh, sometimes there'll be um, 
handicapped or disabled mm-hmm. people that will be, uh, I guess, not not targeted, but well, yeah, maybe maybe you could say targeted because uh, if there's a, a a lot of the young children are maybe unable to speak. Uh, when they're abducted because sometimes they are found and they cannot explain what happened to them. And, and that's something just in general. Sometimes people can't, they yeah. don't know. They yeah. can't explain it or they don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, but but I say sometimes disabled or handicapped, uh, but then you have experienced hunters that go missing. You mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, young college-aged people that go missing. You have doctors, uh, experienced hikers. You have all kinds of uh, all kinds of backgrounds, uh, and, and, and yeah, it's just really strange that that they just they go missing and they're oftentimes never found again. And when they are, it may be a, a long time later. And as Monique already mentioned, in a spot that was previously searched several times. And speaking of the spots too, there's often clusters of areas where people go missing. Yes, it's it's usually like you. you there's a map that David Politis has put out showing these clustered areas throughout. The U.S. Yeah. Just pinpointing, like, so many people in this area have gone missing. Like, is it a coincidence? I, and there are going to be people who will hear these stories and read these stories and say, people go missing, things happen, there's nothing outside the norm. It's all can be accounted for. It's just people don't want to put two and two together or whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's just... David Politis has done such a magnificent job with all the work he's done. Yeah, just compiling just, all these different yeah, cases. Yeah, getting all yeah. this information. Yeah. So we're going to go over a few stories in this book, and there's stories from New England as well, so I wanted to touch on some of those. But sure. the first one is from Indiana. Indiana. And this is regarding Chad Sharon, missing February 12th, 2002. Oh, these are, this is... Are you going to do, just do him or because... Or no, no, no. I'm just picking him. I'm just picking I some see. people from certain states. Okay. Yep. He's well, from what? Sorry. I'm just... I'm looking here and I'm seeing there's the four names. Yeah. So the are, did they all go missing? Oh, I see. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to allow you to... Go ahead. Anyway, Chad, Sharon... Going to let me finish now? Yeah. Kay. I'll be quiet. <laughs> Chad, Sharon went missing February 12th. 2002. Hmm. 2, 12, 2002. And just a lot of twos there. Yeah. From South Bend, Indiana. Age of disappearance, 18 years old. David Politis wrote, Coming from a small city to the big-time campus world of Notre Dame may be a shock to some kids. Now, Notre Dame, is that like the Notre Dame? Is that where it is in Indiana? Like where Rudy Notre Dame? Could be. Uh, I never watched Rudy. I don't know. You've never seen Rudy? Oh, no, we've gone we've over gone this. we've gone over this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, well, that's going to, we're going to have to change that. I'll only do it because Vince Vaughn and John Favreau are in it. Al Snow's in that, too. Okay. And Dan Severn. Moving on. Anyway, sorry. Chad Sharon would have been the student who would manage the change and excel in, in grades. Let me. Would you like me to read? Oh, I missed a word. Chad Sharon would have been the student who could manage the change and excel in grades. He was raised in Merrill and later moved to Pelican Lake, Wisconsin. He was president of the student council and a National Honor Society president with perfect grades through school. His family lived on the lake and Chad was a good swimmer. 
His attention to school and grades earned him a full academic scholarship to Notre Dame University in South Bend, Indiana, with a major in electrical engineering. He was the only child to Steve and Jane Sharon and regularly contacted his parents while at school. The last communications the Sharons had with Chad was on December 11th, 2012. December 11th is my birthday. It is. Mm -hmm. When he sent an instant message that he was doing well, nearing the end of his semester and looking forward to the break. He told them that he had purchased sweatshirts for their Christmas present. On the night of December 11, 2012, Chad was invited by dormitory friends to attend an off-campus party at 520 Corby Boulevard. Chad rode with his friends to the event and was having a good time. He was drinking alcohol but did not appear intoxicated. His buddies told him that they were going to leave at some point. Chad stated he knew the way back to school, it was five blocks, and that he'd walk back. Witnesses reiterated that Chad was having fun and socializing, but he was not drunk. It would appear that Chad left the party at approximately 3 to 3.30 a.m. At 4 a.m., he spoke briefly with a security guard at the Madison Center for Children at 701 North Niles Avenue in South Bend. This location sits adjacent to the St. Joseph River with a raised paved walking path separating the building from the water. The guard said that Chad asked for directions to the nearest convenience store. He was directed to a 7-Eleven six blocks away at 501 East LaSalle Ave, away from the water. This was the last time that Chad was seen alive. When Chad didn't arrive at his third floor Fisher Hall dormitory room, Friends became concerned. He was formally report. He was for, formally reported. Easy for you to say. Yeah, reported as missing on December thirteenth. The Notre Dame campus security and South Bend police worked together investigating the disappearance. Steve and Jane Sharon came to South Bend and met and questioned Chad's friends at his dormitory and worked with police answering questions about their son's demeanor. A January 16, 2003 article in the Notre Dame News had several important statements made by the parents. Jane Sharon stated that the disappearance was, quote, to quote, unquote, totally out of character. Later in the same article, to quote, Chad is a generally cautious person who is not a risk taker, according to his father, end quote. Also in the article is this, quote, Chad is unlikely to have taken a walk in a wooded area or near a river at four in the morning, Steve Sharon said. The family lives on a lake, and Chad is a competent swimmer, according to his parents. The police dogs, uh, the police used dogs to search the campus and river area. There was no scent discovered that led to the discovery of the body. The search was ongoing and, ex- and extensive. There was very little information of investigatory important, importance for almost two months. On February 12, 2003, a full two months after Chad had disappeared, a worker for a concrete removal company was examining the Angela Bridge in South Bend when he observed what he thought was a body in the St. Joseph River. This location is approximately one mile north from where Chad was last seen. The body was removed and determined to be Chad. 
Police found his wallet still in his pants a full two months after he had been reported missing. The body went to the medical examiner where it was determined that Chad drowned accidentally and had a blood alcohol level of 0.22%. So 0.22, that's that's high. high, right? Yeah, because 0.08 here in New Hampshire is the limit. Okay, I was going to say 0.22, that seems really high. That's, that's, yeah. So for somebody that everybody reported was not drunk... That's like almost triple. When you said that, uh, my initial res- my initial thought was, yeah, but how would they know if he's drunk or not? True. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they his buddies gave him a breathalyzer or something or made him do a sobriety test. Well, also, test, you when know? you're surrounded by drunk people, how <sighs> how are you competent to, enough? Like, how is and a that, drunk person competent yeah, enough to that, know? Right, and that's the other part of it, too. Like, if you're at a party full of other people that are drinking, how are they going to tell if you're, you know, how, how, how can you, how can they be reliable Uh, eyewitnesses, I guess, to that. But anyhow. It was never determined how Chad entered the water, why he went near the water, or how he got directions to the 7-Eleven so confused that he went in the opposite direction. I have written many stories about highly intellectual students and professionals who have disappeared and were later located under very unusual circumstances. Many of these individuals were found in or near water. Notre Dame campus in Fisher Hall. Hall held several assemblies and prayer sessions for Chad and his family. So let's talk about this case a little bit because it's interesting. But yeah, it's but near it? water, but he could have just been so drunk. So I'm going to share a story. You're going to share a different story other than the, the, I, other than this one? To, to prove a point with this. Okay. I'm going to share a personal di- story. You don't want to dissect the story first? Okay. I'm going to, but I want right. to share this right. story. Jeez. I went to a party in Boston. Okay. I didn't, like, I followed somebody to get there. I didn't know where I was, so I was drinking. I fell asleep for a couple hours. I got up, and I was like, the sun is up. I want to get out of here. So I leave. I kind of had an idea. I was, um, oh, where was I? How old were you? 21. Maybe. All right. Maybe 18. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I was I was in Boston. I'm trying to think. Over by like Harvard. Like Harvard Square area. But it was like down the street and then down another street. So I thought I felt fine. And I must have stopped at like four different gas stations asking for directions. And I could not remember. I, I was like, I don't know where the hell I'm going. I was like going all the back roads to try to go home. Now, this was before we had GPS. I didn't have a map on me. So I was like stopping at gas stations asking for directions. I remember those days. By the time I finally like found the highway and got home, I got home and I would get out of my car. I was like, oh shit, I'm still drunk. Now... They question, how can somebody get so lost and turned around? If you're drunk, it's possible. Now, I was very lucky that I was okay. Like, I didn't cause any accidents. Yes. But my brain could not, like, I literally, I remembered asking guy and just remember being confused. Like, I heard him and it seems like it makes sense but i just don't get it and i'm confused like okay yeah that sounds great and then i'm like this i'm confused what did he say so yes i think it is possible 
to, if you are drunk, to get directions from somebody and go the opposite way because you're drunk and your mind isn't working right. I'll buy that. Okay. Well, but that's, but that, uh, to build off of that point is what I was going to say was, how is this really a story? Because if this gentleman was found to have a 0.22 blood alcohol level, and actually, let me sidetrack for a minute, but I'll come back to this. He was found two months after he went disappearing, mm-hmm. right? And he was found in the body of water, correct? Yes. That wouldn't mess with the autopsy results? That wouldn't... I, I, mean, I mean, I'm obviously not a, a, a forensic pathologist or anything like that. I, I don't know these things, but this is what I was wondering. If he's in the water, is the point two two? is that an accurate reading of what his blood alcohol is? Wouldn't that be diluted by being in the water? Would it, And if that's the case, if it was diluted by being in the water, would that mean that it was even higher than point two two initially? He was even drunker? I don't that? know. Well, I don't know if the water would dilute blood alcohol unless like well, the water is mean, getting in the blood, bloodstream. Two months of, of decomposition but he was two place. months. Well, no, because it was in cold water. The, the river's true. cold. Okay, no, you're right. So you're no, right. that's kind of preserving everything. The weird thing is that his wallet was still in his pants. Now you think about the way the, the current of the river moves. You think that stuff would come out eventually. Yeah. Like the clothes might stay on, but anything in pockets would come out. Yeah. So that's weird. Unless it was like a back pocket that was buttoned, that would make sense, but they don't say that. I'm very curious if there because this whole this disappearance, this story mm-hmm. falls right in line with the MO for the smiley face killers. Oh, interesting. A college we'll have age to do a show on that. College age male. Drunk by himself, goes missing, is found in a body of water. Doesn't look like a robbery. Does it? Just looks like an accidental drowning. But somewhere nearby is a smiley face, either painted on a tree, on a wall, or something. There's something nearby that has a smiley face. So I'd be curious to see if maybe that's a detail that was missed. Yeah. Because it was maybe just something that nobody thought meant anything. Oh yeah, possibly. He went to he disappeared in what year again? 2002. 2002. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd have to go back and look and see when the smiley face killers thing kind of became a, a like the, when it kind of became a thing, when it kind of became known yeah. and picked up on. So I wonder if that's maybe if that could be something like that that falls Possibly. into that. Now, the other thing that's interesting is sometimes in these stories, they'll say something like, you know, based off the autopsy, you know, how long they were in the water. I know because the water's so cold, that might make it hard to determine. But it's like, was he in that water the whole time? Or that there's not a lot of information there. So this is a very interesting story only because like, yeah, the wallet was still in. But I also looked at it like, well, it's very possible that he, may he was just, just really drunk. That, that could be. Yeah. It could very well be. Uh I mean, yeah, I, I was going to start getting into some smiley face stuff, but no, that's a different show. We'll Why do, don't we do that we'll, on another episode? Because we'll I want to do that, that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So, do you want to do the next one or do you want me to read? Sure. Okay. Who are we, uh, who are we talking about now? We're going to do a New Hampshire one. Ooh, the, yeah. home, the home state. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about a young man by the name of Paul Steverman who went missing in Henniker, New Hampshire. He was 20 years old. 
And uh, this happened back on November 19th, 1995 at around 1 a.m. And we live in New Hampshire. Henniker is like northwest, I believe, yeah, from about, us. about 40, 45 minutes from where we mm-hmm. are. Paul Steverman was a hockey player, something uh, I know a little bit about. This is the, the author speaking. As a longtime hockey supporter and a certified Level 5 USA hockey coach who has worked with men and women and who had a son play four years of Division One hockey, I can attest that I know these men. If you wish to play college hockey, the majority of young men need, uh, needs to play an extra year or two after high school to develop their skills and physique. Paul was the captain of his situate high school hockey team and then spent another year at Tilton Academy where he graduated in 1995. It would be safe to say that hockey was a huge part of this young, this young man's life as he started playing in the Seahawks Hockey Club at eight years old. Even though his formal name was Paul, friends and family called him PJ. PJ searched for a college where he could play his sport and get an advanced education. He picked New England College in Henniker, New Hampshire. He wasn't given a position on the team, but he competed and made the team. New England College is a private liberal art liberal arts school, excuse me, with approximately 2,000 students. The school offers associate, bachelor, master, and doctorate degrees. Doctoral degrees, excuse me. It was established in 1946 with the original intention of serving the needs of servicemen and women who wanted to attend college utilizing the GI Bill. The school is located in Henniker, New Hampshire, approximately 17 miles west of Concord. The location is very rural. Yes, it is. Henniker is very rural. On November 18th, 1995, Paul went to an off-campus party at a house a few miles from the school. There was a keg of beer and kids were drinking. Holy crap, that happens at college parties? Wow, I didn't know that. Back on target here. There are various reports that differ on how much Paul had to drink. A December 2nd, 1995 article in the Tuscaloosa News stated this, quote, After spilling beer on another student with whom he exchanged words... Steverman walked out of the house and into the woods, end quote. All right, so he got in a fight, altercation of some kind. Other articles state that it was snowing hard when Paul walked into the forest. Stories differ on the date. Some say it was November 19. Others say it was the 20th. You're stopping me. So drunk people had a hard time recollecting information at an event. Interesting. Okay, well. Just recapping that. Fair enough. Nobody knows what happened when Paul left the party. He didn't arrive back in his room, and he was reported missing on Monday. The campus security police and the local municipal police started a search that lasted for five days. Bad weather moved into the area and stopped searchers. There was a swamp about two acres in size, approximately a quarter mile from the house party, and searchers scoured every inch of it for multiple days. The woods surrounding the house and the swamp are also searched multiple times. In the same article quoted above was this statement from Paul's mom. Quote, PJ is not in those woods and he's not in the water, said Stevenson's, Steverson's mother, Linda. Quote, where is he? He's out there somewhere. End quote. Read Linda's statement again. All right, I will. Quote, PJ is not in those woods and he's not in the water. Where is he? He's out there somewhere. End quote. She was positive that he wasn't in the swamp and not in the woods. Now, what would make someone so positive? Yeah, what would, uh, yeah. I would think because they checked it. And they probably were extremely thorough checking it. Mother's intuition, perhaps. Mm. Who knows? 
The months following PJ's disappearance had the normal variety, excuse me, of sightings reported by various witnesses who'd seen a photo in the newspapers. None of the reports were validated. In April 1996, another canine was asked to circle the pond in an effort to find a scent of decomposition. The dog supposedly showed interest in the water. The police asked for a helicopter to fly over the pond to see if anything was visible. They did see a body that was partially in the water. The body was recovered and it was PJ. The medical examiner's office stated he died of hypothermia. He didn't drown, yet he was in the middle of the swamp. I could not find an article that stated toxicology results. PJ was listed as a freshman at New England College. He was a varsity athlete in phenomenal shape. Nobody stated that he was staggering away from the party. Some people did state that he was drunk. In many of these stories I have researched, I have a very difficult time believing that each and every student I've chronicled walks directly into the water and immediately dies. Imagine the shock to your system if you walked into a freezing pond. Wouldn't that wake you up from any stupor you may be in? If you were walking into a pond, wouldn't you get your ankles and knees wet and say to yourself, time to leave? Note how many ponds, rivers, and lakes seem to be magnets for these young men. Now, I want to bring that up. Please. His, his point with wouldn't that wake you up from it. So what happens when you get drunk? Multiple things happen. But in terms of like the cold, yes. If you're just kind of drunk, regular drunk, let's say, your body's hot. Like, you know, when you drink, you start feeling really hot. Sure. To go into cold water, if you're walking in, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, that's cold, and you're going to get out. Now, depending on the temperature of the water and the temperature of the air outside, that could trigger hypothermia, depending on, like, how long it took for you to be like, oh, crap, that's cold, and get out. Right. But the odds are he'd probably, if he was capable enough to walk back the way he came, get to where he needed to go. However, you can be so drunk or you can be on certain drugs that you don't feel anything. So if he was extremely drunk or maybe was on something that affected his senses, it's very possible he could have gone waist deep into the swamp, not realizing what was going on because he doesn't feel anything. Maybe he thinks he's swimming around, who knows? gets hypothermia and dies. So I think that that is a possible scenario that could have happened there. This also kind of, again, it, it kind of fits the MO of the smiley face killers too. Because again, young college age man, male, excuse me. Well, I guess man. Drunk by himself, wanders off, ends up being found in a body of water. So again, it, the the other thing, and, and I'm sorry, I know you're about to make a point, but I just, if you don't mind, I want to get this out quick. Politis said that he couldn't find any articles that had toxicology results. Now, that's a that's an important uh, thing to note about a lot of these missing 411 cases. He gets most of his information from public resources. So it's usually newspaper articles because it's not like the guy's going to go to every local police department in the country when he's compiling these cases. Mm -hmm. He's looking through newspaper articles online, uh, libraries, Freedom of Information Act requests and that kind of thing. So you have to wonder how complete is the information that, that he can get on a lot of these cases. So we're, he does the most complete job that he can. But 
again, when we're talking about some of these cases that we choose, or any case in the book for that matter, you have to remember that, that he only can get so much information. So there may be details that would maybe give a better idea of what happened or, or could give a little bit more to go on, mm-hmm. but they're just not available for public consumption. Very true. Now, the odd thing about that is they checked the water. Mom was certain he was not in the water and he was not in those yeah. woods. Yeah. And yet, there he is found. Now, we can argue they checked the water. I don't know how big the swamp is. I mean, depending on the size of the swamp, is it like wetlands and acres or is it just like a kind of marshy pond area? I don't know. They don't go into detail about the swamp. So it's just weird though that mom was convinced he was not in those woods and he was not there. So it makes you wonder, is it a missing 411 where maybe all of a sudden like people just appear, the place has been searched, they use dogs, they use search teams, they're not there. And then all of a sudden at some point later they show up. And I think that is why that's one of the things that made it aside from being in water. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other thing too, and again, because these two cases that, and by the way, you picked these out. I did mm-hmm. not. Uh, but it's just funny that these two that you picked out and I didn't read them beforehand. Uh, they do fit the MO of the smiley face killers and the smiley face cases. Uh, the, the, the gentlemen were also found to not have been drowned uh, in a lot of the cases. They they looked like they maybe had been bound or kept somewhere and dumped later uh, in a spot near where they went missing. So it's just kind of, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I don't know if there was, there, there's obviously nothing written in this book and, and we haven't researched these cases independently on our own. We just go by what we're reading here. But it just really makes me wonder, are these connected in some way? It, could it be this cult or or a serial killer or group of killers that's going out and, and doing this kind of stuff? I don't know. I don't I, know. It's just very, very weird that those two cases are what you picked and those really fit that MO. Yeah, it was weird. So, I, And I try to like look at it from a logical standpoint and that's why I'm not trying to like say that it's not a missing 411 case. I'm just trying to throw out like the reality of things. Like I said, like you can get drunk and yeah, get turned around with somebody just giving you directions. It's possible depending on how drunk you are. Yeah, of course. And not to mention that, but how tired are you? There's a lot of factors that come into play with, you know, keeping your mind sharp. And then that other case, it was just weird because they searched and they searched and, you know. Yeah. He wasn't there. Mom was convinced he's not there. And then they find him there. Yeah. And and I think the thing too that we, we have to mention is these cases, Politis started doing these because of missing uh, people that went missing in national forests. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of expanded now into everywhere, yeah. getting oh. and collecting cases that meet this criteria of the missing clus- 411. The cluster map. One, one of the cluster maps, sure. Okay. He's got several different cluster maps. Yeah, but just kind of pointing out because we mentioned it. Yeah, 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 for sure. He yeah. has them yeah. in his books. Here, it's on the back. Yeah. So this one is from Massachusetts. Ooh, this is close. about, yeah, Fred Grossfeld, missing November 30th, 1965, from Boston, Mass. Age at disappearance, 19 years. This is one of the earlier cases in the book. 
you will find that the circumstances of the victim being found were highly unusual. Fred Grossfeld, let me try that again. Fred Grossfeld was raised in Connecticut. His dad owned a haberdashery in Ridgefield. What's a haberdashery? I want to say it's like not a pawn shop, but it's like not junk, um, but like. Is that what it is? Okay. It's like. I a, I swear, I'm, I I think I used to know what it was, but I haven't heard that word in so long. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what's a haberdashery? And I don't know, again? like antique I don't know. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a shop. Father and son had a tight bond, and the family was very proud of Fred. After high school, he was accepted to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, also known as MIT, where he studied mathematics. The school has an address in Cambridge, but is located just on the western side of Boston, directly on the Charles River. Love that dirty water. Not really. (laughs) The school is known as a haven for brilliant minds. On November 30th, 1965, Fred, a sophomore, was playing bridge with friends until late in the evening when he told his friends that he was walking back to his dormitory. This was the last time that anyone saw the student alive. The search started almost immediately. There were almost no new leads developed for months. On January 29th, 1966, Israel Grossfeld, Fred's father, closed his store and told the press that he was spending the remainder of his life in search of his son. He stated that it was the most important thing in his family's life. Israel actually traveled to Washington, D.C. and enlisted the help, the investigative help of the FBI. This has to be one of the earliest cases of its type that the FBI has in its files. Israel told the press that his son would never run off or disappear voluntarily. There was a major search effort to locate Fred. There were many rumors from suicide to kidnapping to a general belief that foul play was at work. There were no clues until the morning of February 8, 1966. An article in the Telegraph on February 9, 1966 had these details. Quote, Police said a woman walking her dog along the Charles Esplanade on the Boston side of the river reported finding the body after her dog noticed hair sticking out of the ice and began barking, end quote. Earlier in the same article were these details, quote, the body of Massachusetts Institute of Technology student Fred Grossfeld, 19, who disappeared from his dormitory November 30th has been found frozen in an upright position in the ice of the Charles River across from the MIT campus, end quote. It was reported that four police officers had to chip the ice from the body. It was located 15 feet from the Boston Bank near Dartmouth Street. The medical examiner performed an autopsy. A February 10, 1966 article in The Morning Record had details. Quote, a medical examiner said Wednesday that Fred Grossfeld, a Massachusetts Institute of Technology student, was a drowning victim. However, Dr. Michael Longo said he hadn't determined what caused the 19-year-old Ridgefield, Connecticut sophomore to drown, end quote. It was the opinion that Fred had died on or around November 30th. Fred's dad was on his fifth trip searching for his son when the body was found. He positively identified the body at the mortuary. 
The police made statements that the Charles River froze solid on November 30th. It is very uncommon for a body to be frozen in an upright profile sticking out of the water. The medical examiner made no mention of lividity or rigor. They did state that the body had to sit out, had to sit out in their office for a while as it thawed. Fred was missing for 70 days. He still had hair on his head. While this may be attributed to the freezing conditions, it wouldn't be considered normal. The real question wasn't addressed by the medical examiner. How did Fred end up in the water as he was walking back to his dormitory? He had made that trip hundreds and maybe thousands of times. He knew the route well. That's a messed up story. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, when you read the part about the father having to positively identify the body, I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine ever having to be in that kind of a position. I hope I never have to be. That's just awful. Couldn't even imagine. It, it's weird. First of all, he's playing bridge. He sounds like a smart kid, but it said nothing of drinking. Right. It. Di- it yeah, you're correct. Now, it, and it didn't have autopsy results, correct? Well, no, because what was weird, he hadn't determined the cause. So it makes me wonder. Something like that, I would think, if there was no drinking involved, and somebody kind of maybe like slipped the kid something in a, in a in a his water or something. You know what I mean? Or like, who knows? But if he was with friends, like it doesn't matter. I know, but I'm just saying, what's weird though? And then he was found in the upright position. The upright position meaning like he was standing. Yeah, he was upright. Usually, when you're wasn't laying flat. You're up, not face flat, up, face like down. face He's up, face upright. down. So like he wasn't how, like in a supine position. He was how vertical. How was that done? Like he did like a pencil into the water and just stayed there. I don't know. Froze? That's weird. That's and very not strange. just that, but like it's very strange. He was sticking out of it. Yeah. But 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 okay. So it was almost okay. This is what I'm trying to comprehend. You have a river, and parts of river can freeze. Sure. But there's usually water moving underneath. Yes. But it's so, was it already frozen? Because they said they thought it froze that night. But was it like he went in and it froze with him in it? Or was it like it was frozen and maybe he fell in and got stuck? It's just really weird. He was upright. Yeah, that's bizarre. like all of the hair was there. And yes, if it's really cold, it can preserve you. But it's just... It's very 70 days, though. That's a long time, even in cold water. But it's like, what, two and a half months? It's two and a half months. And I mean, honestly, well, I mean, I don't know what the weather was like back then, but you mean just knowing how winters are now, granted, it's been a long time. So Mm -hmm. who knows? But I mean, temperatures fluctuate enough where you you would think. But how would nobody else notice somebody sticking out of the river? Yeah, that's the part that's That's the other thing. Makes makes you makes you think that he was dumped there. You know, he was he was placed there and Yeah. You know, was he was he like stored in a freezer somewhere or something and and then placed there? Maybe because solid? it was like he was there and nobody noticed. That's what I mean. That yeah. especially like a a route like that where people, you know, walk all the time and yeah, it was bizarre. It was so, like that one. I was just like, "What?" Yeah, that is, that is that is peculiar. Now, again, like I said, it's too. It, yeah, you just wish you could get like those toxicology results and stuff. Not just but that, but like the autopsy. Were they, but were they even running 
those type of tests back then? I don't know. Were but they as detailed as they are now? Obviously, probably but not. They could do an autopsy. Did he drown? Was it hypothermia? Like what? Yeah. What was the cause of death? It doesn't say. That's what I mean. It's just it's just weird. That's very. That's yeah. That's bizarre. It like these stories are absolutely heartbreaking, but it's also like it makes you think: Could there be something else going on? Especially like a like whether you know the whole smiley face killer. This is another one that fits um, that mo. That's another one that fits that mo. Except that uh, that he wasn't drinking. That's the only part because it seems like all the smiley face ones uh, they all kind of fall into that category. But this was also but, in the sixties. Yeah, I found out what a haberdashery is. Yes, it's a retail dealer uh, specializing in men's furnishings such as shirts, ties, gloves, socks, and hats. Okay, so I was kind of right. It's the store. I just... There you have it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to look it up. There we go. All right. We got one more, and this is North Carolina. North Carolina? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. Let's check this place out here. North Carolina. We're going to be talking about Jesse Maness. He went missing October 13th between 12 and 2.30 a.m. in Silver City, North Carolina. He was 24 years old at the age of disappearance. Wow. Okay. Over the years, I've read every theory proposed by various authorities to justify the strange circumstances explained in my books. This is one of the most original theories I've ever heard. Oh, all right. Here we go. Jesse Maness lived on Jimmy Cox Road outside of Bennett. He was a 2006 graduate of Chatham Central High School and later attended Sand Hills Community College. He enjoyed basketball and fishing. He regularly attended Pleasant Grove Christian Church. He worked in inventory management for Accutite Fasteners in Winston-Salem. Jesse was out drinking with friends in the early morning hours of October 13, 2012. He was last seen alive at 2 o'clock a.m. while sitting in his car in the parking lot of Compadre's Restaurant at 115 Siler Crossing in Siler City. Friends stated that he was talking on his cell phone when they left. Nobody heard from Jesse in the following days, and he was reported as a missing person. The Maness family and friends performed a massive search of the area where he lived, the place he was last seen, and all places in between. It's a straight nine-mile drive south on Siler City Glendon Road, and then a few miles west to his residence. Searches scoured all probable areas, starting the Sunday he was first missing. On October 19th, Jesse's vehicle was found overturned in a creek along Buffalo Street in Bennett, west of his home. A February 26, 2014 article on examiner.com had this statement from Jesse's mom, quote, but Kathy Gaines doesn't believe it. She says that the area where her son was ultimately found was searched several times while he was missing and his car and remains showed up well after his disappearance. Additionally, the clothes he was wearing when found were not what he had on when he was last seen. Quote, I feel like he was home and dressed for bed and something happened, end quote. Huh. All right. That's very interesting. Uh, the quote from the article, the newspaper article ends. Jesse's 1995 red Chevrolet Corsica was found in a shallow creek. He was found without his pants and shoes and with only one sock. The coroner's report stated that he drowned. They also found a fracture in one hip and in the seventh rib, and bruises, bruises on both arms and the left leg and groin. 
Toxicology testing showed he had a blood alcohol level of 0.08%, and he had caffeine and nicotine in his system. His new Nike tennis shoes were found inside the vehicle. According to various articles, Kathy Gaines believes her son's case has been mishandled by law enforcement. She doesn't believe that her son's car was in the creek for the entire time he was missing. Law enforcement claims that Jesse lost control of his car and drove it off the roadway and into the shallow creek. Jesse's injuries don't constitute a death sentence. He easily could have held his head above water or, even better, crawl to the bank to rest. He didn't die of hypothermia. That was never mentioned. Law enforcement theorized that he crawled out of the car pulling his pants off. Really? I guess that also pulled off a sock in both shoes? This case really makes zero sense. Kathy Gaines is upset that law enforcement isn't doing more on the case. I understand that. Maybe if she reads the cases in this book, it will give her more ammunition to go back and fight for a more comprehensive investigation. I do think it's interesting that Kathy believes that Jesse went home and something caused him to leave after changing into a tire that he'd be wearing to bed. I think that's an important point to keep in mind. If Jesse and his car weren't in the creek when it was searched multiple times, where was the man and his vehicle? The number of times that searchers have stated that the body wasn't in the area when they searched it, and it was now, is mind-boggling. What? Yeah. That's that's a, so that's a new one. They, so it, it makes no sense. They searched the area, and he wasn't there. Then all of a sudden, his car is in a creek. Yeah, how do you miss a car? It, right? And he's not wearing what he was last seen wearing, and his shoes are off, and he's missing a sock. Like, partic- particles... Of, and his pants are artic- off. Yeah, like, his pants are off. Like, articles of clothes are missing. And he's beat up. That doesn't sound like going in the creek. And the way they they explained it, like, doesn't necessarily... Now, I didn't see the wreckage. But uh, it's just kind of weird what they're saying... His injuries are versus what happened, and it's a shallow creek. Yeah, this, yeah, this one doesn't add up at all. It, it doesn't make any sense. I could see where she'd be mad at law enforcement. I could oh, yeah. see, I could totally see that. I can see her having an axe to grind there and maybe pointing some fingers and making some accusations. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't oh, know. I'd be down there every day. I don't know. This, yeah, this one's rough. I mean, uh, I, I would say, I don't, I don't mean, I don't know. Anything you say is speculation, but it can't be what they say it is because that just doesn't make any logical sense. It, it almost sounds like they just didn't want to deal with it. Or they knew what happened and they didn't want to go down that road. Or that. It could be a cover-up of That was some what kind. I was going to say next. Or they, they you knew. Can't, you can't rule that stuff out because that yeah. kind of corruption and those kind of things happen, sadly. It, it, and it's like, and it it's makes you bad. wonder, did like, like what, if he went home and changed, like what got him to leave? Like why, like why were parts of his clothes off? Like, right. I'm sorry, but getting out of the car is going to pull your pants off and a sock and your nope. shoes and put them back in the car? Doubtful. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Even if you think of it, like if he's in the creek and thinks, oh, my new shoes, I don't want to get them ruined. Let me throw them in the back seat. Your car just went into a creek. Yeah. You're really going to be thinking about that at the time. I don't know. Oh, damn. I don't want to mess up my shoes. 
oh, these pants are too nice to get <laughs> never, dirty. Never Let mind me take my them car off. that I just, you know, drowned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and shit, I, I don't think I sense. need both these socks. Maybe just one. Right. Yeah. It, it, it makes no sense. That's, that's a, wow. Yeah. That's a new one with the car too being right there. Uh, wow. What did they like, say did it was he, red too? The red Corsica? The Corsica. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, forgive me. I'm going to have to look. Do you have that page? Yeah. That page? Sorry, everybody. I closed the book. Lost our place. Red, yeah, red. Yeah, red. You're going to miss a red car in a creek when you search the area. I could get maybe if it was like camouflage, maybe like green or brown like or a something. Camo paint job on the car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe. But like a red car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, this one, something fishy happened here. Something fishy. I don't know if it'd be missing 411 or if it's some kind of a cover-up of some kind. It, it, like, I wonder, like, did somebody, like, beat the crap out of the guy and, like, take his car? But where was he? You know what I mean? Like, how how many days was he missing for? I forget. This is why I got to keep the book open. Just leave the book open. I'm just going to leave it open from now. Here we are. Okay. So he went missing on October 13th. 13th. And he was he was found. So right here. Yeah. He was found. Went missing October 13th. When October 19th. October 19th. So yeah, Almost where, a week later. Where was this car for that whole week? And yeah, so what you think somebody stole him and his car? Well, no, I'm saying, well, like, let's say he pissed somebody off if they like grab him or he gets lured out for some reason and they beat the crap out of him and they like he has his car. So then they say, oh, well, now we get to dump the car. With him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that that know. can make sense because he has like bruised ribs, bruised yeah, he's groin. Beat he's beat up. Yeah. So why not dump the car in a creek, make it look like an accident? I guess could be. Yeah. Maybe he. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get. Were his pants uh, in the car, or were they just gone? I'm I'm scanning it real quick again. Because I'm wondering if the pants were gone and the socks were gone, maybe if like he got blood on it. It just says that he was found without his pants and shoes and with only one sock. Coroner's report stated that he drowned. Maybe like, so I'm just Fractured thinking of somebody. One hip and in the seventh rib, bruise on both arms, left leg and groin, the toxicology tests. His new Nike tennis shoes were found inside the vehicle, so his shoes were in the car. But like, but it doesn't say where the pants and if the let's socks say somebody were. like kidnapped him and like beat the crap out of him, maybe like they burned the clothes because there was his blood on it, and they thought, well, we don't want blood because that might not look like an accident. Uh, I'm just, I'm just speculating. I'm just trying to think of other yeah, scenarios. <laughs> it's as plausible theory as anything else, I guess. I mean, who knows? But it just, it, it. Doesn't make sense. But it it doesn't say anywhere any here anywhere here, excuse me, where the pants are. It yeah. just said Politis just says It's missing. He pulled his pants off while he was crawling out of the car, really? 
So, so I would say like, could it be a missing 411? Absolutely. Or it could be foul play and somebody did that to him. Either way, it's messed up. Either way. Yeah. But I mean, if, if it is a missing 411 case, I mean, I guess it kind of fits the criteria of everything. No, right? I mean, it does. But, There's body of water. But we've got a car now. This is what's throwing me. The car is what's throwing me off. Was his car ever looked for? Was ever like a, what, what do they call it? An APB put yeah, out like on his car? Yeah, like did they ever look for it? Was that ever searched for? Obviously, again, we're running off of like a page or two of information. Mm-hmm. It's in a book. So who knows what's out there? These are the questions we ask to try to figure it out. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I I think what you're saying, foul play, that sounds more plausible, I guess. But just the fact that the car... It sounds... It's the car is throwing me off. Like, how do you you miss a car? It wasn't... It obviously was not where... It wasn't there when when, when they were searching that area. If you have several people saying, that wasn't there. So, and and again, how would you miss that? So it was either foul play, is some it was dumped there. But why don't we get a little? What if it was some like kind of a maybe he drove into like a weird portal or something? Well, okay, like so was kinda, gone and yeah. then just came back, and that's where he ended up. You know what I mean? Uh, I, pff, God, jeez, I don't know. But we've talked about with know. missing four hundred and one. Why are clothes missing? Now, I already gave a plausible reason for what could have happened, but traveling down the avenue of the unplausible, so to speak. The more fantastical theories here. Well, I mean, you just never know because (laughs) things like go missing and then they show up. We talked about it a while back. This one guy was traveling and he went missing and then randomly like his backpack full of supplies showed up on somebody's property. Yeah randomly months later but he was nowhere to be found how does this stuff happen things just magically appear and disappear is there some kind of a a a portal is there some kind of a a vortex or something that opens up like you know what i mean like i don't know like what that's that's the thing with there's so much that we do not know and we just have no idea the world that we live in. I really feel that. Oh, like I agree. More and more every day. But think of it on a small scale. Ever like misplace something? You know you put something somewhere and then it goes missing. And everybody's going through I that. I know. And it, it goes missing. And you're like, I know I left it here. And then all of a sudden it shows up somewhere totally random. And it makes you like question yourself. And you think, I guess I, I, I guess I put it there even though there's no reason why you would put something there now i've put in some things like i've accidentally put the remote control in the fridge when i was younger because uh, like I your mind stuff like you all, your it, your signals get crossed <laughs> like you go to put something else in the fridge and you leave the milk on the counter or something and the remote that's goes in the fridge what happens when you multitask your brain's not designed to do and that and that's what we write <laughs> things off yeah. as mm-hmm. right we, sure. we must not have been paying attention and like when you do something so many times you forget if you did it like locking the door it's such a habit to lock your door when you leave the house but you do it so often i've driven down the street and said did I lock it? I don't remember because we go almost in a state of yeah. hypnosis. You're just going through the motions, doing sure. what you do all yep. the time. You don't pay attention to it. Unfortunately, that's how like you, you hear horror stories of, of parents locking their kids in the car because they just forget that they have their kid in, in, with them and they yeah. you know go to the grocery store or something. And they forget. And you forget. You know, you, 
you know, heaven forbid that ever happened to us. I oh, don't even get no, me no. I know. I'm just, but I'm saying like the, always those check kind your of back things, seat before you leave because even with pets or if you end up babysitting, just make a habit. Always check your back seat before yeah. you leave your car. Of course, um, yeah, but but that's the thing. That's little what I mean. PSA like, for you. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Like you hear uh, of these things and you wonder how can that happen? How can somebody let that happen? That's how it can happen. But you are, like you said, almost like in a state of hypnosis. You just kind of go through the motions. You forget sometimes. You're but, just on autopilot sometimes. And that happens. Yeah. But it's, what it's, if it's a mix of, yeah, you're not paying attention and you just, you weren't paying attention to what you were doing. What if it's a mix of maybe there is a portal somewhere? What if, you know, those keys that you put on the key hook every single time you get home, you walk through the door, you unlock it and hang it right on the key hook. And then they're randomly in your bedroom. Now you could say, I guess I brought them up there and they got under my bed. Or is there something on a smaller scale that happens? And then every once in a while, it happens on a larger scale. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just throwing this stuff out there just so we can think about it. I I think those are great things to think about because, yeah, who knows, You, you know? Going back to, remember the show Hellier that yes. we watched? And when they were talking to uh, Nathan Isaacs, I believe, the, the gentleman in Somerset, Kentucky, when yeah. he was giving, relaying the story about his wife who came out of the bathroom one day and the wall was like, the, the thermostat on the wall was kind of shifting mm-hmm. and like real time just kind of moving back and forth on her wall and then all of a sudden it just stopped and went back to its normal position. And then it happened to her multiple times, like months apart, just randomly. And she thought she was going crazy. And then he started, you know, researching the area and found out they have like the largest, they sit on the largest deposit of quartz in the United States. And they have all kinds of weird magnetic things happening there. All kinds of weird stuff goes on in that, in that city. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, You you just never know. Uh, We always, I think people in general try to write these things off. Because they are too fantastic, so to speak, you know, thinking think, about the possibilities of what sure. they are. Sure, and, and I think also, too, it's just we tend to you either ignore what you don't understand, you ridicule what you don't understand, or you tend to try to investigate and try to figure out what you don't understand. But it's about and balance. unfortunately, most people tend to write it off. Yeah. Uh, or ignore it but in terms of investigating it's not always it's always like this 100 percent right it's not this 100 percent right there has to be balance and the way i'm thinking and you know trying to look at it is that's what i'm saying like yeah like maybe half the stuff really is just us not paying attention but then maybe the other half that balance is things happening and it just gets written off or people just try to jump this is it this is what's causing everything and it's not and maybe that's why it's so difficult is because it's not always this and it's not always that it's just there's a balance of it and we just don't know how it all works yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I don't know. This is a weird one though with the car. That's yeah. the first time I've, yeah, how do you miss a, a car? Yeah. You don't, <laughs> you don't miss the car and, and mul- multiple people who, who say that the car was not there and then that's where it was found. It's very, very, Either people suspect. weren't doing their job searching saying they did. <laughs> I swear it wasn't there. I mean, you can't write that off as a possibility either. You can't write what you just said. You can't write that off. There are, I mean, uh, sad to say, but people are 
fallible. And, and if they're, you know, you, you never know if the, if somebody's assigned to go to a certain, you know, because they search in grid patterns, right? I think I believe that's how the how it, I think done. it depends on what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you can't write off the fact that human error or human lie. You, yeah. you know, you, I, you have a couple of people that say, "I looked there. There was nothing there." How come it's there now? What? Uh, that doesn't make sense. And they maybe really didn't look there. They took I, a coffee like break to, when they should have been searching that area. Or I something. like to yeah, look I at all know. the possibilities. That's all. I like. And we should. And everybody should. I like to look should. at everything. Yeah. You should look at all the possibilities. I like to look at all the possibilities. Think of all the options, mm-hmm. and and not just rule things out because they seem impossible, right. but not say like, oh, but it's got to be this either because, like I said, it's. I think people get either so in denial of something that it could be uh, that they don't want to fathom it because they can't comprehend it. But then you have the opposite people where it's always this and everything is this. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I, I, so I said like, truth is usually somewhere balance. in the middle. Yeah, yes. exactly. Usually. Find usually the balance. Usually somewhere in the middle. But wow. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a good one to end on, I guess. That's a good peak. Something to think to about. Kinda. There's so many good stories in this book. I want to do some more on that. I, I wouldn't call them good. They're okay, <laughs> Just because of the outcomes. You know what I mean? Like, it's never good to read about people that obviously, are missing and, and end up being obviously. found dead. Uh, intriguing but stories. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, they are fascinating to read and to just make you think and go, yeah. what is, what's going on? What happened to this person? What happened to that person? Mm-hmm. You know, what caused this? Why? What? What's going how on? How can here? we what's prevent happened? this? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that, that's like the biggest thing is like how to protect yourself and your families and other people, so they nobody ever has to go through. You know what these people's families have gone through, yeah. and what these people have gone through. It's like you don't want that for anyone. No, of course not. Of course not. That's just really yeah. So missing four one one. That's, uh, there you have it. Yeah. So on that note. On that note, let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter. We already gave the info at, at HomeworkerPod Homework Pod. and HomeworkerPodcast.com. But That's yeah, it. like tweet us. You can write like on YouTube or wherever you want to leave comments and um, let us know what you think. And, you know, if there's another story from this book that's really intriguing, um, you Something you want us to go, go over, over let, episode, us let us know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, all right. Well, now I'm going to have a hard time falling asleep tonight because I'm going to be thinking about these cases. Mm. Crazy. Well, all right then. <laughs> Until next time, unless you have anything else you'd like to add, my lady. Mm. You've been listening to the Home Record Podcast, and I am. The Golden Greek. Not so grumpy anymore. You just blew my spot. What? You've been listening to the Homewrecker podcast. Whoops. <laughs> you didn't even notice you did it, did you? Whoops. You weren't paying attention. Your mind maybe was huh. not paying attention. Kind of like going into autopilot there a little bit, maybe. There you go. Yeah, it Craziness. happens. Or did we go through a portal? I'm just messing uh, with you. Uh, what? I, I, I'm joking because I said, oh, or do we go through a portal? Because of what I was craziness, craziness happening here. Trying to see if you're paying attention. Until next time, I am the Grumpy Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast.
So that's how you ended that. Yeah. Okay. Blow on my spot. Yeah, Terrible person I am. Good grief. Will you ever find it in your heart to forgive me? I guess so. All right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, goodness.